0: This is Dai Zen X, the podcast, episode two hundred fifty three for the week of March twenty seventh, two thousand eleven. Hello there, welcome to Dai Zen X, the podcast, and extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daz and Zen X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit
1: of entertaining. Hey, howdy there, Mary. Welcome, welcome. to the internet. Well, (laughs)
0: thank you. (laughs) It's great to be here with you all this week. I've never really been here before, so I'm a little... It's my first time. (laughs) Go easy on me. No, we're doing this internet thing for uh, probably far too long for our own good here. How's that coffee over there, Mary? That
1: is some bold shiznit right there. (laughs) You know what? This coffee... And this coffee mug match this studio so perfectly.
0: Studio like, in quotes.
1: It is a studio in air quotes, yes.
0: I do want to mention the studio here. A little bit broken We, we should down. take more
1: photos of where we're recording right now because we did pick up a little bit. I think I it's, did take a picture last week. I get transferred over. Anyway,
0: what I'm trying to get at, a real boom stand.
1: Oh, it's great. <laughs> I don't have like weights trying to support this microphone in front of my face. <laughs> and it then it, it topples over 50% of the time. So I feel safe. <laughs> yes. I don't feel good. the need to sue.
0: <laughs> Please don't sue your own husband. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I, I would basically win my own money back. Yes, it would be good. <laughs> very fruitless.
0: Good to have you here, Mary.
1: Good to be here.
0: It's just you and myself. My for name now, is Mike, for Vegito now. EX. For a little bit, And we're going to have much joining in and much longer discussion. You and I, we're kind of going to do a little bit of news, a little bit of housekeeping stuff. It's the fluff that gets us to the topic and then transitions away from the topic into the ending of the show. Yes. Let's call it that. Before we jump into the housekeeping stuff, Mary, it is good to have you here. We talked a little bit about your uh, cat allergicness and the necessary exportation of Mary from last week's episode.
1: It was (laughs) proving to be hazardous to my health.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is
1: weird because this room is essentially off limits. Yeah. yeah, So I don't know why I have such a hard time with it. I don't know if it's just the journey from the entrance to the basement to this room. Maybe. It's just so catified. It is. It's weird. Like,
0: you make our house sound I, disgusting. I,
1: it's not. It's very clean. But part of me almost wishes that we were still recording this in the loft. Yeah. But maybe, I know the acoustics maybe. weren't as, uh, no, they weren't, it's much weren't as good there. I'll stick it out as best I can for this fluff stuff, as you it's call it. It's not a whole lot. I think we'll get through okay. it. Okay. Let's talk about this episode.
0: You're going to dip away for a little bit when we get to the topic. Jake, our buddy Herms from Kansentai, he's going to join us for part one of a discussion that they're calling and we're calling. Toriyama's intended ending. That's
1: just fascinating because there's so many, and I'm guilty of this, misconceptions of, well, Toriyama really wanted to end it here, so yeah. Right. But I had no idea that that was just, I guess, myth.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's so many that people just take as fact- So what we did, because we already recorded this, (laughs) is we started with the beginning of the series and we went for part one through the Frieza arc, through the end of the Frieza arc. Any statements that Toriyama made around those times from the Tonkobon, from Weekly Jump, from Daisenshu interviews, stuff that he concretely said about oh this is my plan this is not my plan here's how I'm going here's how it's here's what my editor is making me do exactly all that kind of stuff so we got up through the Frieza arc and we'll come back to part two of that discussion at some point in the near future with the Cell and the Boo arc so look forward to that before we hit the news I just wanted to do some of that little fun stuff we try to talk about oh any fun new Dragon Ball things you got going on we went to New York with the dudes last week and in addition to waiting for a train and then being stuck on a train with cops running with guns fun times we eventually made our way into new york where i picked up the r2 dvd of dragon ball evolution
1: and the best part of it wasn't the fact that you bought it or found it it was that when you were checking out the checkout girl who's japanese because it's a japanese um used bookstore said to you um she's like you you know this is japanese right or something like that this isn't japanese and you're like yes
0: yes i'm doing (laughs) this
1: like yes this is an intentional action you're taking right here
0: (laughs) Uh, I haven't watched it yet. We've been talking about how we should probably watch it in its Japanese dub at some point. I'm
1: trying to make sure that we kind of space out viewings of it.
0: Of Evolution? Yeah. It's
1: been two years since it first came out. I've
0: seen it more often or lately because I did a feature with, you know, what did they get right? What did they get wrong? So I actually, I think I was sick one day and that's when I did that entire feature. So I've seen it since you've seen it. But I agree it needs to be spaced out.
1: True for your sake,
0: yes. Yeah, so maybe we'll do just a little again, a fluff thing five minutes on the podcast in the future. No, how was Kape Yamaguchi? Because he's probably awesome. Oh, in I'm it, sure, and all that. jazz. so uh, there's that. Oh man, the only other thing, and it's site related, it's content related. If it's not up by the time you're listening to this podcast, it will be like later that day. The new big feature going up on Daisenshu EX, the Kenji Yamamoto retrospective.
1: Something... Retrospective? You know, I've been wanting to do this... What about... The Kenji Yamamoto scandal, or the Kenji Yamamoto fiasco, or the Kenji Yamamoto shenanigans, but they're all retrospective. Great words. Retrospective almost sounds like you're giving him praise. Well, I think it needs to be dirtier. I think angrier.
0: There's a bit of praise in with the dirt in there somewhere. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. And I dove back to you know some of the much older stuff, so it does cover a good portion of his what, two, nearly three decade run with the franchise. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in there. We broke down in light of entire score being replaced in Dragon Ball Kai. Sure, what are some of these pieces in Kai that probably led to this? But what are some of those fun examples from over the years? We've talked about them on the podcast for years, talked about them on the website for years before that. Like I said, you know, I've been wanting to do this forever. It gave me the best excuse ever. To finally write it all down. Mm -hmm. Last minute edition from our buddy K17 over in Japan discovered yet another piece of background music in Kai directly ripped from another major Hollywood motion picture. One of the tracks that was uh, it was released on Kai Soundtrack 3 and Songs is ripped straight from the score. Of Elizabeth, The Golden Age. I think that was 2007, composed by one of my favorite movie composers, Craig Armstrong, who, Mary, you will know as composing the song that I used in Dead in Two Episodes, AKA Tribute to a Pool.
1: Yes. What song did you use? (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's called The Escape. What movie? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's really your favorite composer. (laughs) No, I actually do
0: really enjoy Craig Armstrong's stuff. I forget what movie that's from. I've got a whole bunch of his stuff. But uh, it was, I mean, you listen to it. It's immediate. You can tell. Oh,
1: God, it was. I never heard this song before, this song from Elizabeth. But when you played it for me, my jaw just dropped. Like, it's not ending. The scandal, (laughs) it's never ending.
0: No, no. I hope
1: people continue to find stuff for for months.
0: I hope we just continue to find more and more of this. It's just so good. So it's good. fascinating
1: so and i don't say that in like a vicious malicious way no no like oh i want more dirt on this guy i know it's like i'm legitimately fascinated by wow look at all these ripoffs mm-hmm.
0: so that is website content i guess uh let's wrap this up and talk about news Little bit of music-related news here. The Raging Blast 2 soundtrack. We assumed it was going to be delayed, and it was. Lantis, who is publishing the latest batch of video game stuff, all of the CD releases set for March 23rd, 24th, and 30th, those were all delayed. I think they've announced new dates for some of the stuff, but not this one. We don't have anything yet for it. So I know it's been taken offline from ordering from a few places like CD Japan. When it gets a new date, we'll let you know. Um, Mary, Toriyama support stuff. We know that he did, uh, I forget when it was, a couple of weeks back at this point, his first... Yeah, maybe like a
1: week or so ago.
0: Inspirational support image with Goku and Arale. Yeah, let's
1: all do our best kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Shueisha teamed up with him. They did a quasi-video version of... I mean, it ends with that image. It's that, let's all support and lend our Genki, our energy to the recovery effort. And I forget what the deal was like. The ad revenue from it clicks. It's just all going toward, again, the recovery effort in Japan. So there's a video of of that. The only thing that I think is a little off in this video is in the English translation.
1: There's a little bit of uh, questionable wording Oh, it's not even so much the ingrish stuff. The
0: translation of spirit bomb in there and not just that, oh, that's a Funimation thing. Just you know what? The- that didn't even
1: register with me. Holy crap.
0: I just think having the word bomb in there is a little weird. <laughs> oh, oh hmm. spirit bomb itself as a translation
1: eh, okay it's
0: all right or it's, just
1: spirit ball i mean
0: it's well dama. that goes back to uh the first run dub Yamcha's soki don yeah yeah they called spirit it the spirit ball, ball. whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple random thoughts out there on that uh we do have a second image from toriyama this image is
1: cool i like it the coloring is really nice because it's different from, although I guess in, in modern years, like with the, um, the new Tonkobon uh, releases, mm-hmm. the coloring of this image kind of reminds me of those re-released colors. Yeah, I, I think so. And everyone's a little shorter still, yeah. but uh, slightly exaggerated features. I don't know. But it's, just that lime green and the yellow seems mm, like yeah. the thematic kind of color scheme I in recent I see where you years. get the
0: new Tunko Bone covers from that with their yeah. like neon green. Those are terrible. But this is a good looking <laughs> image. And Mr. Satan looks great. Mr. Satan looks awesome. It's uh, Goku forming a Genki Dama in the background, Mr. Satan with his fist up in the front, and it's just... Thank you, everyone, The Genki Dama is getting bigger and bigger. So just a great image continuing to show their support. I think you probably saw this. A whole bunch of Jump yeah, authors yeah. did a bunch of new images as well. But Toriyama was in there first. He's the man. He's really getting out there. I threw this image up on our uh, Facebook page a couple days ago, facebook.com slash DizX. Immediately, the amount of likes that were coming in on this one. People, uh, you can really see the support that's out there. And I, I think that's just great. That's the news. That's all we got for you this week. So we're going to turn it over to myself, talking with Herms. can you Thompson
2: turn it High? over to
1: yourself?
0: I don't know. But I guess I have to, right? Because I introduced uh, it. I'll second. turn it over to you. All right, Mary, turn it over to the topic, I guess. All
1: right, we're going to turn it over to Mike and Jake, and they're going to talk about the intended endings, possibly for Dragon Ball.
0: We have an enormous topic for you this week. This is one of those things that our buddy Jake Herms from Consentai works on when he doesn't sleep. And that's pretty much all. Always, right?
2: Just about. You know, I'm out of college now, so I can't sleep in classes anymore.
0: <laughs> so you just stay up?
2: Yes, con all the time. I outsource my sleeping to the third world.
0: <laughs> I love it. You're such a bastard. But it uh, it helps everyone gain knowledge and therefore power. Joining me to talk about Toriyama's intended, or maybe not so intended, and never actually said endings, Jake Herms. Welcome. Hello,
2: how's everyone
0: doing? Everyone is fantastic. And there is someone else with us. Speak
3: for yourself. That
0: comprises the everyone. Joining us not in person this week, but across the internets. Heath. It's basically the Kanzantai overpowering Dazenshu
3: EX episode. The way it should be every week.
0: <laughs> but we do this because we absolutely adore the collaboration that we can do. We can get information out there in all sorts of different ways for your entertainment and enjoyment. Um, Heath is really here to um, just kind of be...
3: Moderate, I think. Okay,
0: that's fine. You can be the moderator, so I don't
2: have to do it. You know, in case we come to blows, you never know. That's right. It's very, very possible.
0: Well, we have so much to cover, so I guess we should get right into it. The reason why we're doing this kind of an episode and you guys are going to have a giant section to go up, um, I guess, is it going to be alongside this episode?
3: Hopefully. Okay. Okay. That's the plan. It's
0: funny how that works out.
3: Yeah, I know. It's always the plan, (laughs) but you know how the plan goes.
0: Right, right. So uh, I guess let's talk about it. We're going to go through kind of uh, step by step all of the points that Toriyama, the author of Dragon Ball, either said he was going to end the series or said something about possibly ending the series. And on the flip side, times that fans think he said he was going to end the series. So it's a bit of real information combined with, I I don't know. Partial
3: information and blatant rumors.
0: Yes, we love that stuff. I mean, the rumor guide on Daisen Shui X has always been one of my favorite things, and this helps expand upon that greatly. So let's start at the beginning. Take us through this Pilaf stuff.
2: So amusingly or pathetically enough, as the case may be, the very first point at which Torima wanted to end the series was after the very first story arc. Hooray! Hey, short series. Yeah. Boy, did that not pan out. <laughs> In his Dyson Chu 2 interview, he says, you know, while he's talking about how he wanted it to be a journey to the West parody, spinoff kind of thing, says that originally I thought that it would end after they finished collecting the Dragon Balls.
3: All right, everybody go home. Done.
2: Yep. You know, just kind of, I guess it would be more or less like, you know, his various one shots where, you know, Sandland or Kajika, where, you know, main characters gather together, they set off on a quest, they finish it, that's the end. Kind of that. Uh, setup right in this simple setup
0: going by what was eventually published this was a little more than a volume so that makes sense
2: yeah and so then later on in his note for uh, chapter 249 you know this is not his volume notes but the notes that were included with each issue of jump that a Dragon Ball chapter came with he says that uh, Dragon Ball which I planned on lasting for one year when I started has now been in serialization so long that surpassed Dr. Slump feel both happy and scared (laughs) and so
0: such a great quote
2: I Know that
3: sentiment
0: yes, entirely. Yes.
2: And it should be noted that Dr. Slump did last about 200, a little over 200 chapters. So that's why he's noting it at that point. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. 18 volumes. And then um, later on in Shenlong Times number two, he had this joint interview with his three editors and he said that, you know, I figured it would probably end in about a year and i had only really prepared storyboards for three chapters in advance. Oh, wow. That's again, which is it's noted by one of the editors says that that's a lot less than normal. But it's
0: probably par for the course for Toriyama.
2: Yeah, basically. You know, I'm always bringing up Greg Warner and his um, ultimate Dragon Ball Z information fan site or what was it called? I, I think that's information about right. Site. Yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the great names of all time in the day. You know, he had all this stuff. He was translating from the Daizenshu and whatnot, and so he had a translation of this very interview from Shenlong Times Number Two. But at the time, his uh, Japanese wasn't that good, and so instead of three chapters, he mistranslated it so that Toriyama said he had planned three story, uh, three sagas in advance.
0: Wow. Yeah. So that's quite different.
2: Quite different. And so he had an, even had a note saying that these three sagas would have been, you know, Search for the Dragon Balls. The uh, 20... first Tenkaichi Budokai, and then the Red Ribbon Army Arc, right, right. which comes to a total of 96 chapters, so that's uh, <laughs> 30 times the actual number of chapters that he planned. Right, very
0: different. And I think the point there is not just that Greg mistranslated a word in there, but he added that extra bit of information which just kind of snowballed and kind of really changed the intent of that statement.
2: I don't see this too much these days, but you know a lot of the mistakes he had on there have kind of persisted in the fandom just because no one really at the time knew better.
0: Right, right. Yeah, you'll see him pop up, but uh, it's not too big of a deal.
2: And I should note, like I always do, that most of the information on his site was pretty much entirely accurate. Right, right. It's still, to this day, more accurate on the whole than DB Wikia is, but (laughs) that's a whole other topic.
0: (laughs) Alright, let's keep going. We
2: should make that a topic, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down. We could, All right. Okay, and so, you know, he's saying here, through these various places, that he had planned on it either ending after the first story arc, or after a year. And so, of course, the thing is, the first story arc ended up lasting only a little less than half a year, 22 chapters. Uh, you know, a Shonen Jump serialization, it's about 50 chapters a year, give or take, you know, weekly. Right. And so the question is, like, why would he have continued on past that point, you know, if it ended so early? And, you know, you might think, you might assume that it was because Dragon Ball is so popular that he was forced to continue, but actually, that's not true at this point. Because in Daisen Shu 2, again, Triama notes that at first Dragon Ball, when it was just starting out, wasn't really that popular. In fact, I've read this is from Japanese Wikipedia, I don't know how accurate this is, but it even it says that in fact, when it started out, it ranked uh, last at the time oh, wow. in popularity among
3: the, the jump And look titles. at us now!
2: And so it wasn't until he started the you know the training with Kame Senen that it started to pick up because he actually sat down and tried to think. Okay, how can I make this more popular? And he said to himself, you know, back in Doctor Slump. There are most of Dr. Summit's just, you know, random gags and stuff. But every now and then there's a thing like a tournament or a race or some mini event like that. And those had always been very popular. So it was like, OK, or do something like that. And thus the Tenkaichi Budokai was born. And that's the point when the series really started to take off.
0: Right. And we've heard that a lot, that people really enjoyed the tournaments. That's kind of like a shonen staple. So, yeah. Now, Jake, you do have another note here that closes out this section. And it's one of the rumors. The rumor is that a friend bet him to continue. The series.
2: Yes, this is the first of many, many rumors that we're going to encounter here. And as far as I know, this is something I'm going to say a lot. He's never said this in any interview that I've ever seen. It's possible, of course, that he said that in an interview I haven't seen, but... You know, no one ever seems to know what interview that is.
0: Right, right, and I think we should point out that I mean, you've gone through all the Daisenshu interviews, all the extra guidebook interviews that have come out over the years. I know we've dipped into some foreign stuff like Bonsai Magazine and even some Weekly Jump stuff. If there's a really important quote, it's likely that someone on this show here would have picked up on it over the years.
3: Well, you'd think even someone in the Japanese fan base yeah, would yeah. publish this or you know post a quote. Right, you never see anything like that
2: i mean i'd love to be proven wrong
3: well maybe i wouldn't love it
2: but (laughs) i'm open to being proven wrong if you have a you know a verifiable source
0: absolutely citation needed all right let's move on to the next group of uh possible intended endings this is with the udonai baba stuff
2: yeah and i've kind of thrown it under that label even though it's not entirely accurate as received because well see first off you know once it continued after that first year if something's popular it'll keep going and if it's not it'll just end right you know even in the middle there's been countless jump that just end in the middle of story arcs or whatever because they weren't popular enough and other ones that just keep going and going and so in the uh Volume 5 Q&A corner someone asked Toriyama Dr. Slump ran for 18 volumes and they wanted to know how long he was planning on Dragon Ball running and so he said well I think it would probably go on for about 10 volumes and then a little later in Volume 7, someone you know brought this up again, and he said, because of all the support I'm getting, it seems I can't end it at 10 volumes. I'm drawing it pretty well, too, so it looks like I'll be able to put out more than 13 volumes one way or another. And then, even further on, in Volume 11, he says that it will continue for a little bit longer. So it's just kind of, you know, as it continues to be popular, he just keeps pushing back the ending date. Gotcha. gotcha. More and more.
3: And we have, you know, no confirmation in any of these that it's his editor saying, no, you have to do this. He just was, he's enjoying drawing it, and so he's just going to keep going while people like it.
0: And I think we see that in one of these quotes. And if I remember, we might see it again later. At this point, Toriyama is still enjoying writing Dragon
2: Ball. And so, you know, I grouped this under Ur and I, Bob, because it's you know, the point. first thing he said 10 volumes, you know, volume 10, it's kind of half of it is wrapping up Ur and Baba, and then the second half is the 22nd Tenka Ichibudokai, and right. so it's an important to note the distinction between saying, you know, like, oh, our ended in 10 volumes or so, and between saying he planned to end it after that story arc, because, you know, back in volume 5, when he's saying this stuff, there's no indication he has any plan on, you know, how to end it. It's just like, well, it'll run this long. No, as we are see, he doesn't plan out in advance very much.
0: Right, right. Alright, so I guess to wrap that up, all of the Those say, or at least imply that, like you just said, he doesn't know how he's going to end it, but he's kind of projecting around this number is kind of where I'm shooting for, and it keeps getting pushed back. So I guess we move on to what could possibly be a point to end the series, and that's with Piccolo.
2: And the interesting thing about this is, like you said, Toriyama has, around this point, he's still saying, you know, I like drawing it, don't really feel like ending it, but there were fans who were kind of rumoring, there were rumors among fans that it was going to end with Piccolo. I guess just because of how it feels, you know, the Piccolo arc, it's kind of the point when the series really started to move towards, you know, bigger and Badder enemies and more you know like apocalyptic sense right
0: we've talked about this on the show piccolo is the first super villain in the series where he's not just a regular old human that's kind of super powered he's this entirely demonic being that's way above and beyond where goku is
2: it's like the first point in the series where the world itself is at risk yeah yeah and so you know Toriyama says in volume 12 the q a corner that guess there are a lot of rumors at the time like I said, that he was, it was going to end and he took this opportunity to set the record straight and said, quote, that he has absolutely no desire to end it, but you know, doing it for another three years is, you know, he didn't really like that idea, but still wanted to continue it, but not for three years, basically. Gotcha.
3: Boy, you shot that one out the window.
2: Yeah. Apparently, these kept these rumors kept around because, uh, you know, the chapter, end of chapter 194, the end of the 23rd Tenka Ichibudokai, Kai, you know, more or less the end of Piccolo being a villain. You know, there's that little thing where Kame Senen's like, he says, you know, this isn't the last chapter, They're continue for just a little bit.
0: Right, right.
2: You know, because if you read chapter 194, it really does seem like almost as if it could be the end because they have that thing where they flash back to you know how the entire story began with Goku's because he had the Dragon Ball and he met Bulma and you know like it all began with the Dragon Balls and it really seems to wrap up everything up to that point almost but apparently Torama, he just didn't really intend that to be the end at all. And so he so he stuck this Kame Senen in just to make that completely clear. And the funny thing is, is that when Viz was translating the manga, so they knew how long it was going to end, and so they changed Kame Senen's line so that instead of just a, continuing for just a little bit, he said, no, it's not over, not by a long shot. So, which is accurate, but it's kind of, it kind of distorts things because Toriyama, when he wrote that, he didn't know it was going to not be over by a long shot. So might kind of give people the wrong idea for what Toriyama was thinking at the time. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And we see that a lot with Viz, other little notes about how long the series series is or check a volume, blah, 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 of the original Dragon Ball.
2: Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, it should also be noted, kind of forgot about this, but back when the original search for the Dragon Balls ended, you know, originally the narrator says something, like he makes this little joke where it's like, oh, thank you for reading, blah, blah. blah. Oh, wait, actually, we're going to keep going on and so viz changed that from simply saying we're going to continue to saying we're going to go on and on and on and on and on (laughs) all right you know it's another cute little thing but you know they do it because they know how long it was going to go on even though toriyama didn't gotcha all
0: right well i guess let's transition here we're still in this giant piccolo arc and what could possibly be ending is this another one from shenlong times number two
2: yep and so this is interesting. This is this is something Toriyama has never talked about, but his first editor, Torishima, notes that, that at this point in time, more or less, uh, Toriyama came to him and said that if he couldn't have Goku grow up, then he wouldn't continue serialization. And so, you know, this really scared Torishima, and says so like, okay, okay, you can have him grow up, just don't you know, don't scare me like that. There's no explanation here as to why Toriyama thought that he couldn't continue the series if Goku didn't grow up. But you know, it's kind of interesting to think about because, you know, as soon as Goku grows up, he has a kid, you know, as Gohan. And there's maybe a sense that Gohan was in, going to take his role as the main character. And so maybe he had felt that he had done all he could do with Goku as a kid. And so he wanted to swap that child protagonist out for another almost.
0: Right. Well, that makes sense. So we see Toriyama do a little bit with that, but I guess we'll stick with, um, this time period For a little bit more
2: Yeah and then This is uh, skipping way Ahead into the future The In the third issue Of Viz's Shonen Jump Which came out in 2003 You know this is When they launched Viz's uh, ver- Their English version Of Shonen Jump There's this big party In New York And so Toriyama's there And a bunch of people From Funimation As we're kind of Getting into later and, and all these VIPs And so uh, people uh, got They got to ask Toriyama some questions And one person Asked him if he's ever Going to make any more Dragon Ball stories And he said You know I worked on the series for almost 10 years. When it reached about the third year, I was really pushing my limit, but the original editors of Weekly Shonen Jump in Japan made me continue the story. I have to thank them, because it was then that I really started to appreciate and enjoy creating the manga. I was able to continue for 10 years, but 10 years was really the limit. And if you do the math, the third year of the story would have been technically 1986, but more like 1987, because, you know, the series began in 1984, but just in December. You know, there's 3 out of 519 chapters was in 1984. So, it's really more like 1987 and that's the year when the Piccolo story arc begins. Gotcha. So, it's interesting to note that at the time it, Toriyama said, "Yo, I'm not going to end it," but later, you know, years later, 2003, saying, "You know, at around that general time period, I was forced to continue." You know, he says, "Week the editors of Weekly Shonen Jump as a po- which makes it sound like he's talking about the edit- the people who run Jump as a whole as opposed to his personal editor. Oh, all right, like the corporate overlords
0: coming in and saying, "No, you're not stopping. Yeah. All right.
2: I do love how he's like, oh, I have to thank them, because then I really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. We we see that a lot with um, artists, where, you know, you get put under this extreme pressure, and you end up coming up with some pretty great stuff, and arguably that happened with Toriyama
2: here. Sometimes I do wonder how since series being... Made. No,
0: it's true. It's the Japanese way. All right, let's continue onward into what is Z in the TV series, but of course the manga is just Dragon Ball. This is the Saiyan story arc.
2: And so, of course, that ties straight into the first point, which is, you know, people ask, where does the name Dragon Ball Z come from? And actually, Torama has given, told the story a few times, and in one of them, uh, you know, in song, the anime guidebook Goku Densetsu, there's a joint interview between with him and the anime illustrator Katsuyoshi Nakasuru, and he mentions that, you know, at the time. The anime staff, they wanted to have a new name for, you know, as the series was entering this new period, they wanted to change the name. Troyama said, well, he felt that the name was fine the way it is, but to please the anime staff, he came up with the name Dragon Ball Z because Z is the last letter of the alphabet. So, at the time, you know, as they're already wa- really wanting to end the series, so I made it Z to say, hey, this is the end.
0: Ha <laughs> ha that worked out.
2: That's my
3: favorite story. Yeah,
2: it is one of the best ones. It really I've is. Been. Totally. Yes, and so, you know, that's why you know, thing. I mean, that's why the manga in Japan, it's just Dragon Ball all the way through. And in the anime, it's Dragon Ball and then Dragon Ball Z. But, of course, when Viz brought the anime into English, they split the manga up like that, too.
0: Right, right.
2: And so, okay, it's kind of interesting that Toriyama's almost done a 180 from what he felt like in during the Piccolo storyline. Because, you know, he's saying, oh, I, I'm still loving drawing it no intention of ending it, and now, not that much time later, he's saying, I really wanted to end it already.
3: Well, I think you also have to remember that the anime was behind the manga, so at the point where he probably named the anime, he's probably, you know, possibly up to the Namek arc?
0: Maybe in I in, in plan? I don't know.
3: Yeah. Well, I looked into this, actually, and, okay,
2: when the first episode of Dragon Ball Z aired, the manga was up to when Shinhan dies fighting Nappa.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: So still a ways before the Namek arc starts, but it's kind of hard to chart, and, of course, you know, when the first episode aired, obviously they would have been planning the series from a lot longer than that, so we don't have any real way of
3: knowing. Fuji TV does things. They can oh, yeah. plan things three months in advance. <laughs> they can do it on a whim. Right, right. Uh, there's
2: no real way of pinpointing exactly when he would have come up with the name Z. But it's, I mean, it was definitely mid arc at the latest.
0: Gotcha. Well, I guess that ties in with some of your notes here and that there's no hints of Frieza up until the end of the Cyan arc when they're talking about th- there's this other set of Dragon Balls we can go off and they start mentioning other characters and Vegeta in particular.
3: It, I think that... That always really ties into the fact that we can see that he is not planning ahead. He's just kind of <laughs> winging this stuff out there and hopes it sticks.
0: Right, and then you get into the conversations like, well, Vegeta clearly states that he is the strongest and he obviously knows about Frieza. So you go with the in-universe explanation of like, is he just entirely delusional and knows he's going to get the Dragon Ball? So he's saying he's the strongest, even though he isn't, but that is something for an entirely different conversation and podcast. Like these
3: Puny Earthlings are going to go check to see that Frieza is the <laughs> exactly, big exactly. bad guy.
0: Well, let's talk about Piccolo again for a brief second here, because here is a bit of, well, maybe he's planning something.
2: Yeah, so in *Daisenshu 4, Torama, he's asked if he planned from the very beginning for Piccolo to be an alien, and he says no, no, no way at all. But he does say that when he first came up with the idea of him being an alien, it was when he introduced the god of Earth, you know, Kami-sama, And so, you know, that was before the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai started, so obviously that's a good ba- a good chunk of time before this fact was revealed in the series. Right,
0: okay. So he's got this little seed hanging out there that he can come back to.
2: You know, with Toriyama saying at the end of the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai, like, oh, it'll continue a little bit, and, you know, he comes up with Z because, oh, it'll end soon. Question is, you know, does that mean that he wanted to to end with the Cyan storyline? Because that, you know, that is the next thing. Right. And the main objection people would have to this, of course, is that as it is now, the Cyan arc leads pretty directly into the Namek and Frieza arc. Some people even like try to, you know, they say, oh, it's just one super storyline, more or less. The thing is, is that's the way it is now, but it's not necessarily what Toriyama had in mind from the beginning. Right, right. I mean, from the time Raditz arrives to the end of the Frieza arc, it's 33 months, you know, so almost three whole years. And then everything from the beginning of the series up till the end of the 23rd Tenkechi Bodokai is, uh, 41 months. So that's like, what, uh, three and a half years, basically. So, you know, if he'd been drawing the series for three and a half years up until that point, would he really say, oh, it'll continue for a little bit if he hadn't mind drawing it another three years? You no, know, that doesn't really sound good quite right, but... So I think it's uh, fairly safe to say that the Frieza arc as it now stands isn't really what he had in mind from the beginning. It just probably grew out of proportion. He did at least have some of it planned out in advance if he had decided ahead of time that Piccolo is going to be an alien. But the question is like, how much does that imply he had planned out? You know, if he had decided that Piccolo's in Namekian, does that mean that he had also planned that they'd go to planet Namek? Because, I mean, that's what happens, but that's not necessarily what he had in mind from the beginning. Right, right. Like with Goku, you know, Raditz comes, he's like, oh, you're from Planet Vegeta but they never go to Vegeta, obviously. Right,
0: right. He could just be tossing that out there and it would just be a fact rather than kind of a, a story plot point.
2: Yeah, it's like an example I like to use is uh, Tenchi Muyo, that series, where, you know, it's got dozens of continuities and in pretty much all of them, you know, most of the main characters are from the planet Jirai, but it's very rarely that they actually go to Jirai. There's very few um, iterations of a series that involve, usually there's flashbacks to characters' lives on the planet. Mm-hmm but I think it's only in, you know, there's one TV series where they actually travel there. Gotcha. I mean, this is obviously speculation, but it's entirely possible, I'd say, that, Uh, Toriyama had maybe in mind something similar to that, like, oh, you know, Piccolo's a Namekian. It wasn't until later that he thought, okay, how I'm going to use this is that they go to Namek.
3: I'm going to jump back a little bit. Wouldn't it be kind of hard to go to Planet Vegeta if it was blown up?
2: (laughs) Well, he didn't have to have that be the storyline. Well, but he
3: sort of does say as he's talking about the planet that it blew up in the same sentence.
0: Not an important fact, Heath.
3: Okay. Never mind. That that was just jumping around in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, but he could have had the story
2: be different. He could have had Raditz say something else, like, oh
3: Right. Uh. I'm just saying he's not throwing it out as a plot point of I'm gonna mention the planet just in case I want to use it later because then he clearly says I blew it up
0: all right let's let's pull things back let's talk about popularity a little bit because ah, it's yes. the idea of popularity that kind of wraps up the discussion of the cyan arc
3: yeah
2: because like I said before in jump popularity is everything you know theory is popular it'll just keep going if it's not it'll just end bottom line and so the cyan arc is where they say that the series really took off in popularity you know as we said before it wasn't popular at the start then it gained in popularity it's pretty popular before the sign arc but then that's where it shot off and that's in large part that's why z has all this focus that it does right
0: you know we see that a lot in north america but there is quite a bit of that in japan as well you go back to when the dragon boxes were coming out z came out first so
2: yeah and you know with kai they only did the z portion and you know most of the video games are z and it's kind of interesting in the popularity polls in a uh, db forever the Bond guidebook the most popular characters in battles they're all z era mm. you know and people like kinshi Shinhan, stuff like that, they're all towards the bottom of the popularity. So it seems that even modern Japanese fans are mostly concerned with the Z portion. And that's
0: funny because you always think of them enjoying the little Goku, which I think they certainly do. But I guess the story points, the the real popular ones are later here in the series.
3: Well, I think it's, it's easier to attach yourself to that main super villain yeah yeah because then you have people like piccolo and tension Han that you know they basically just become his friends and continue on yeah, where after Vegeta. he's not really friends with frieza right
0: <laughs> all right so let's pull it back to some quotes here uh we have some more shenlong times stuff
2: yeah in uh, shenlong times number one huyuta takeda who is uh, toriyama's last editor he says that uh, you kondo his second editor, he became the Toriyama's editor right around the time the Saiyan arc began, and he says, at that time, Dragon Ball was explosively popular. And then in Shenlong Times number two, Takeda kind of going on again, he says that when Kondo came on, it was when Toriyama Sensei began to try and make Dragon Ball more popular through its storyline and it certainly bore fruit.
0: So there's intent there to make it more popular, not just the, I'm Toriyama, I'm having a fun time, I'm drawing whatever. It's a very calculated way to try and get more popularity, and it seemed to work.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think people don't give enough credit to the editors for the influence they had on the series. I think fans tend to blame them for, you know, messing up Toriyama's (laughs) plans, but I mean it's notable that, you know, when you think of the series, the most popular portions of the series, it's the Cyan arc, the Frieza arc, and then the Cell arc, and not so much the stuff before that or the Boo arc. All
0: the, all the stuff that they shaped the most.
2: And so, you know, that middle portion of the series, uh, science to mid-Cell arc, you know, that's when Kondo was editor. And so I wonder if that's a coincidence or if, you know, he ah. was the one who was most able to get Toriyama, to shape Toriyama's you know, ideas into the most sellable product. Right, right.
0: So that, I guess, brings the Cyan arc to a close and we've got huge popularity going. It's certainly not going Going to end here but I think we're going to get into what is possibly the single story arc that is pointed to the most often as yes absolutely this was a point when the series was going to end we're already talking about a little bit with the z name change and one arc leading into another but the Frieza story arc you have so many notes here there's so many great things to go over
2: oh yes where to begin I don't even know I would say without a doubt this is where most of the rumors are and so I guess the first thing to note kind of going out of order but you know we're talking about popularity and so the Frieza arc was when the series was running and Jump, the most popular point you know this is going back to the Shenlong Times number two where you know they're talking about I guess I think it's uh, Toriyashima he says like oh at a, you know out of a survey of a thousand says oh I think at the peak it was 700 it got 700 votes out of a thousand wow. Toriyama butts in and says no no it was 815 and that was during the Frieza arc <laughs> and so you know it's, it's peak popularity at the time. And I think still, you know, to this day, that's the most popular part of the series. Right. But going into it, you know, as the uh, sign arc wrapped up and just going into the Nomic Freeze arc, this was when the, um, the Jump Golden Selection Dragon Ball Z anime special came out. We've kind of gone over this before. It's the thing that has, there were two of these and they have two of the outside stories, you know, with uh, Piccolo and Vegeta. Right, right. You know, it's just this... They're kind of like Daisenshu before there were Daisenshu. Yeah, they're
0: like mid-run guidebooks with supplementary stuff.
2: Yeah, lots of pictures. And so the first one of these came out in 1989 and has this comic drawn by Toriyama detailing his um, involvement with the anime. And so this was also reprinted in Daisenshu 7, which is probably where most people who are familiar with it have seen it. And so he goes through, you know, uh, talking about filler and whatnot, and how he writes the series. And so he says, basically, he just um, doesn't really plan ahead. As we've seen, just makes stuff up, and so because he does this, you know, because of this, even I really don't know just when the heck Dragon Ball will end or what's going to happen up ahead. Maybe, or even turn Goku into a geezer like this. And so, in that panel, he has this picture of uh, you know, an old version of Goku with a big mustache and Kami Senin's little staff. And Cute picture. Anyone on the forums, you know, you might know it from Day Springs Avatar.
0: All right, so that kind of sets the stage for the Frieza story arc, and as we get into The next one here, Uh, this is probably an important one simply because a major article from someone heavily involved with the North American production of the manga perpetuates one of the rumors
3: here. Can I I go on record as saying I hate this rumor (laughs) with a passion? I know you do.
2: Well, I guess the thing about this is that, you know, it depends on how you phrase it. You know, there's different ways you can make the thing. But okay, anyway. The general, you know, was gonna end it with Frieza. And so, I don't know if you'd call this providential or not, but just a week before last or something, Jason Thompson, who was one of the editors of... He worked with Viz back when Dragon Ball was still coming out, and he was editor for the first six issues of Viz's Shonen Jump. And then he le- he he left to start his own to start making his own comics, and you know he put out this encyclopedia of manga. And so as kind of a spinoff of that, he does this um, article on Anime News Network called House of a Thousand Manga, where you know each article he just looks at a different manga. And so just recently he's done Dragon Ball, and so it's a pretty good article on the whole. It has a few inaccuracies and whatnot, but pretty good. But he does mention in passing. He says apparently Toriyama wanted to end the story after the Frieza arc, and so you know he doesn't give any source. And this is very prototypical of this of this rumor is that people just say oh yeah it's gonna end with frieza and i heard it from a friend who heard
3: it from a friend
0: but it's not just that he concludes the statement with but his editors forced him to keep going because the series was so successful well there's some half truth in that
3: yeah
2: that's the problem is that you know it's how to break it up basically because as we've seen you know earlier is like oh i was going to end it at 10 volumes but it's too popular or keep going and as we've seen with the thing in in Viz's Shonen Jump, the third issue, he said his, the editors of Weekly Shonen Jump forced him to continue in the third year. So, you know, it's a fact that he was made to continue the story past his original plans because it was so popular. But at
0: the same time, he's saying, I'm enjoying it. I really like where it's heading. So it's it's not the gun to the head, draw, draw, draw that people make it out to be.
2: And more importantly, you know, he never mentions Frieza He never mentions the Frieza arc himself, Toriyama, when talking. It's only fans who say that.
0: Which, I I guess that transition's lovely. What fans want him to say. Something that comes up pretty often, and unfortunately it plagues any type of strength or power comparisons. It's always, well, so-and-so said this, Toriyama said this, but there's never any quotes for it, and I've seen people go out of their way to make fake Daizenshu scans to prop up their own battle power discussions. There's this one. One horribly notorious magazine interview from Super Otaku Magazine which doesn't exist, of course. We've talked about this on the show. Um, Jake, the so-called author is Nirozaki tihashi Berry, and I'm pretty Which
3: sure, is awesome.
0: I'm pretty sure <laughs> Julian and I have talked about this before, but like some of those syllable combinations don't ever actually occur in Japanese.
2: Yeah, yeah, like T-I. <laughs> uh, if you Google Nirozaki, not even Nirozaki tihashi just Nirozaki on its own, the third result will be this... <laughs> fake interview.
0: <laughs> Love it. So there's a good quote from this fake interview, and of course there's all sorts of other stuff. So I think some of it is based on a Daisenshu interview, but goes off in its own territory. It says in here, quote, after all, if I had my way, I'd have ended the manga after the Frieza period.
2: Yep, and fake interview. He's never said that in any real interview that I've ever seen. And so again, I'm not omniscient. You know, I haven't, I don't know everything. But no one has ever been able to provide an actual, authentic interview where he says right. this. I'd have to assume. You know, this Super Otaku Magazine fake interview. It's gotten around a lot. It's been cited, and so I have to, I have to imagine that it's played a pretty big role in spreading these rumors, but but. but I'm also pretty sure the rumors predate
0: it. Oh, yeah, very likely. This is probably one of the... I almost see it as the person who came up with it clearly knew what they were doing and put at least some effort into it. Kind of like what we did with the AF prank, where if you know what you're reading, you can tell it's fake, but if you know nothing, then you just assume it's real.
2: I tend to disagree, but I don't know. Really? I I mean, you know, like the guy's name, Nirozaki, like they could... It would take two seconds to come up with a decent fake Japanese name, but they couldn't even be bothered to do that. Well, that's... That's
0: why I'm saying. I think it's very, very clear that whoever came up with it knew what they were doing, knew they were making something fake, and they were just sitting back and laughing.
2: Eh, I don't know, but it's kind of interesting. Like the interview. Do I need to moderate to... this? <laughs> I think
3: yeah. we're good. I think we're good.
2: But it's interesting. Also, the interview doesn't have an internally consistent like time frame for no. when it's set. Like at the beginning, it's like you know, now that the boo arc is over, and then midway through, it's like you know, what's going to happen with Gotenks up in the upcoming boo
3: art, <laughs> right
2: you know like they can't even no one proof read this apparently
0: all right so I guess that kind of transitions itself into some other stories
2: you know this whole this topic it's based off I wrote this whole guide going over the stuff on the forum, and so Kerberfer he posted this story that he had where he had met uh, Christopher Sabat you know Funimation voice actor at uh, Anime Milwaukee and Sabat had said that he had actually met Toriyama and Toriyama had said that he, I'd assume via translator that you know that he it wanted to end it with Frieza. And so... When he posted this, you know, I thought, like, okay, where have I heard this before? Like, uh, Sabat and Toriyama in the same place. Right. And then, just, you know, just went off like a light bulb. It was like, oh, yeah, that was the, the Shonen Jump number three thing, the Viz Shonen Jump. So I went and I got the issue, and it actually says in the intro to the Q&A section, like, uh, kids from New York's communities and school organization managed to wrench the microphone from Funimation Productions voice actor Chris Sabbat at the Shonen Jump launch event at Chelsea Appears. And so, you know, they asked Toriyama questions, and so, you know, this shows this is almost certainly what Sabat was talking about I mean I don't think there's any other point where Sabbat and Toriyama have been together in the same place right and so as extreme luck would have it we have a written record of what Toriyama said and it's the same thing we saw before you know worked on the series 10 years third year I was forced to continue by the editors, and then, don't regret it, but, you know, ten years was the limit. And, you know, he never mentions Frieza. And so what I think happened is just that Sabat heard this, and he assumed that when Toriyama said that he had to continue the third year, that that must have been the Frieza arc, because, I don't know, maybe he just misheard or mis... uh or just assume that but it's interesting if you think about it because you know the Frieza arc itself was the 7th or 8th year of the series run depending on how you count it but if you break the manga into DB and DBZ then it would have actually been the 3rd year of DBZ ah okay. so maybe he actually did kind of look into it and make that mistake but you know it's obvious Toriyama's talking about the total run of the manga because he says it goes 10 years right right because if it's just Z then that would just be 7 years
0: alright so the next subject is well Toriyama didn't plan on going past the Frieza arc.
2: This is, again, it's like how you phrase this depends on, you know, how to evaluate it. Like, at its basic, this is more or less true, probably. Because as we've seen, at this point, Toriyama was wanting to end the series. He chose the name DBZ to indicate, you know, this is the end. And so it seems unlikely, you know, he's never said anything about changing his mind. Like, oh, I wanted it to end at this point. But then I said, eh, what the hell, keep going. So probably when he's doing the Frieza arc, if he wanted to end during the Saiyan arc, he probably still was wanting to end it during the Frieza arc. So it, it
0: sounds like a lot of this is, it, it's almost taking a less harsh viewpoint of definitely ending versus maybe ending and kind of piecing together some of the tidbits he's been saying, but there's not enough to really substantially pin down something.
2: Kind of. It seems like what these rumors are is combining things he's said with what fans want to be true. Like as we've seen, if you think about it, probably he didn't want to Go past the Frieza arc, or you know, if he had been given the choice to end it at the Frieza arc, very unlikely that he would have said no or continue because he wanted to end it, and it was just the popularity pushing him along. But that's not the same thing as saying you know that he was really wanting to end it there in in particular, because as we've seen at this point, he had wanted it, he had wanted to end the series several times already. But you know, we know for a fact he wanted to end it originally ten volumes, that is his original plan. But no one brings it up; they always bring a up the rumors of the Frieza arc. So it kind of gives the potential Frieza ending undue importance. It's like mm. people think, oh, this was this was the first time ever he was going to want to end it when that's not true. Gotcha. You know, it wasn't his, you know, people think, oh, this was his plan A and then his cell was plan B and then finally it worked with Boo. But actually, if even if he really did want to end it with Frieza, that would be like plan D or something Gotcha. from outer space.
0: So another way that you can phrase this as you're going to have on the page here is, Toriyama was forced by his editor or editors to continue past Frieza.
2: And so as we've seen, the only place that Toriyama explicitly mentions editors uh, forcing him to continue is with that uh, Viz Shonen Jump number 3 thing. However, uh, Tankobon 7, you know, I'm getting so much support from fans, I have, you know, I can't end it at 10 volumes. You know, he says a few things like that, just too much it's too popular to end. And when he says stuff like that, it's very likely that it's implicitly mentioning the editors because, you know, They're his boss. They're the ones who tell him how the series is doing and, you know, whether Jump wants him to end or not. And so, you know, even if he doesn't mention them explicitly, it's likely that they're kind of in the background, more or less. And so in that sense, this rumor is probably true. However, there are other versions of this rumor that are less true. For instance, uh, on the 13th episode of this very podcast, Julian read an email from a fan who uh, wanted to know if Toriyama's editor had threatened to kill him if he didn't continue it past Frieza. You know, I think
0: we heard this a lot more often, maybe seven, eight, nine years ago, and (laughs) considering that episode 13 was probably still 2005... All right, that was, what,
2: like six years ago? Five? GT was still running, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, when we started the podcast, GT was still running.
2: A very contemporary rumor at the time. Right, right. You know, this is kind of beneath refuting. You know, obviously they didn't threaten to kill him, because if for no other reason, that would have been completely (laughs) self-defeating. Right, right. We want you to draw this, and if you don't, we'll We'll kill you you. so that you can't draw it. Doesn't make a lot of sense. And then on the flip side, there are rumors that he was offered a quote-unquote bribe to continue the series and these are also unsubstantiated be kind of interesting don't know how the pay grade at jump works if he would have been given a lot more money as the series got more popular i mean i'd assume right i don't know exactly how that works interesting but you know there's there's no evidence to say that he was given money specifically to continue you know to get over his misgivings of continuing
0: and then i guess just to conclude that possible phrasing of the rumor it's the whole popularity thing well, I guess that's part of it.
2: Yeah. So another thing with all these rumors is that, as I kind of said before, they assume that Toriyama had a specifically strong desire to end it at the Frieza arc in particular. Like, it assumes he thinks in discrete story arcs <laughs> right. from the beginning, which isn't supported by the facts. Like the As we've seen when we were going through the early part of the series, where it's like, okay, or ended in 10 volumes. Okay, 13 volumes. Okay, a little bit more, a little bit more. You know, he's continuously pushed along. It wasn't—he wasn't thinking in terms of long-scale story arcs. He was just thinking of like the next few volumes, and another few volumes, and another few volumes. So people don't seem to quite uh, understand what was actually going on as it was running. Everything's piecemeal, as opposed to planning uh, huge story arcs in advance. So. Uh- Another
0: way that this rumor, I mean, we're kind of breaking down all the minutely different ways that this rumor has spread. Another way that we've seen it phrase is Toriyama originally planned on the entire series ending at the Frieza
2: arc. Yeah, this is very law school. This I
0: know, I know.
2: We're, just, we're going to go through every possible combination of words. <laughs> but, okay, as as I was kind of saying, you know, the key word is planned. You know, the, a lot of people say, oh, he's planning to end it. And this assumes that he plans out story arcs in advance. And from what we've seen, this, you know, nothing could be farther from the truth. He doesn't do that. And so, you know, one instance in da, his Daisen Shu 2 interview, he says, you know, basically, I only thought of what I was doing for that week. Even I didn't know what was going to happen the next week. So I draw the story like this, but I'd always discuss it with my editor, to see what I should do for the next week. <laughs> then, we're, you know. we're a week ahead of ourselves here. I love it. And so, and then Shenlong Times, number two, this is him again he's saying, you know, at the time it became came, this is actually him talking about the uh, Trunks storyline, but at the time it began to be more fun to think of the story than to draw the pictures. But with the story I basically only thought of each chapter so that's why I'd end up getting caught in these quagmires. (laughs) So he's acknowledging it here. Just
3: makes you wonder how he got anything done at some point. I know, (laughs) I know.
2: And so again in the Dragon Ball Z anime special he says, it's pretty thrilling to draw in this haphazard way without deciding on what's ahead. So it's not so bad. I can freely change the story in response to each moment and can get all excited as i draw since even i don't know what's how it's going to turn out so it's like yeah i can be excited because even i don't know what's going to happen <laughs> that's so great it's amazing and you know the panel it has him wondering you know it's cartoon Toriyama he's drawing he's like yeah i wonder if the ga- the everyone will be able to beat the science you know he doesn't even decide who's gonna win which we actually (laughs) saw in the ultimate battle collection interview where he's saying like with the tournaments he didn't even decide who would he'd decide the first round but after that he'd just go with the flow more or less that's
0: awesome because we we see how many fights are more than a chapter long so you can imagine he's like all right i'm a chapter into this fight i don't need to decide who's going to win for at least another two or three weeks
2: (laughs) Yeah, just toss a coin at the end. Awesome.
0: Now you say this is contrasted against we do want to acknowledge when he does plan some things, such as When Earth's God is introduced, all right, Piccolo is going to be an alien. But like you say, these are absolutely the exceptions.
2: Yeah. So, you know, we can't, unless he specifically says, oh, I planned that out in advance, then given what he said numerous times about how he doesn't make a habit of planning, we can generally just assume that most plot, uh, plot twists aren't going to have been thought out in advance. I think it often shows throughout the series.
0: I think plot twists is a great way to talk about the next phrasing of this rumor. This is an interesting one because it's not necessarily about the series ending, but almost a character ending. And that's Toriyama originally intended that Goku actually die on Planet Namek.
2: Yeah, and so this is... Almost always, I would estimate, when people say, oh, he's going to end at Frieza, it's assumed that Goku would have actually died, too, when the planet explodes. And so the story is generally that there was a lot of fan outcry, it was like, oh, the fans didn't want Goku to... to die, and or uh, Toriyama's editor said, oh, no, that's a terrible idea. You should bring him back to life right away. And so that's what happened. And so that's what we see in the series, where for a while, everyone assumes Goku is dead, and then it turns out, when they're trying to bring everyone back to life with Polunga, that actually, oh, he's still alive out there somewhere. And so very, very common to hear fans say, oh, this is just a sign that at the last minute, Toriyama was made to change the story. But there's no actual evidence, again, that, you know there's never been any mention anywhere in any official source i've seen that there's any actual fan outcry strong enough you know any they don't mention anything any outcry over this it's kind of interesting what they do mention fan outcry over you know throughout the Daizenshu interviews there'd be like um i think tori says you know when goku grew up he was really worried that there'd be an outcry but there actually wasn't <laughs> and there was um he said he got a few letters or something but for the most part went over okay and then um with uh, when goku married it was ironically enough, when Goku married Chi Chi, that was when there was an outcry. They got a lot of letters complaining, people saying, Oh, I'm gonna die. I guess they said, as it you know, as it became apparent that Goku was still going to be the same insane goofball that he's always been, even as a husband, then people kinda calmed down. Gotcha. It's like he's married, you know, he's married, but it hasn't really changed. Doesn't the really story. change
0: anything at all, right.
2: You know, they've mentioned these instances of fan outcry, but never anything about outcry over Goku supposedly dying on Namek. And if it were so Such a strong outcry that they got them to change the story. You know, there's huge outcry over Goku getting married, but obviously Toriyama didn't undo that. So wouldn't there have logically have have to have been an even huger outcry over Goku dying if that caused Toriyama to bring him back to life?
0: And here's an interesting point. We're talking about a, a point in time when the internet is not really there for there to be such immediate feedback over stuff. So if an event were to happen, for them to get the overwhelming amount of feedback that might possibly have some editorial direction changes. It's going to take longer than a week. And as we see, Goku is very much alive the next week.
2: Yes. Namek explodes through chapter 328, chapter 329, you know, he's revealed to be alive, and so, you know, the logistics don't really work out. Like, you know, there's the time between when the issue of Jump goes on sale, and then, you know, it would take time for people to write in. They can't email. It's 1990s. You know, they'd have to write in, and then that email would have to collect. The mail would have to collect, and then this would have to get word to Toriyama. And you'd have to figure that by the time this happened, Toriyama would have to be pretty well into the next chapter.
0: Right, he's probably on 330 by the time anything will come in.
2: Yeah, it, I guess it's theoretically possible that he would have changed the chapter he'd already drawn, but if that happened, it would be, you know, one of the most extraordinary events in the history of the series. <laughs> right. And, you know, you'd, you'd mention that at least once in an interview.
0: So the the time logistics is a great way to describe it here. And you go on to talk about um, how he consults with his editor on what to do next week, and they have monthly meetings to to discuss the direction of the story
2: this is again a uh, viz shonen jump number three he mentions he actually he mentioned before the series started that he'd uh, get together with his editor monthly to discuss how things would go but i don't know if that necessarily continued after the series started but he does mention as we saw in uh shenlong times number two that he'd at least discuss the ed- with his editor what he would do next week right okay so given this the I guess you could say that the margin of what we can assume Toriyama planning in advance would be, would be at least a week, but at most four weeks, basically. Gotcha. So still not too long. And so a lot of people say that, oh, it was his editor who uh, made him do it. And so this would kind of get around the, um, you know, the time logistics problem, because obviously Toriyama's editor would know what he was doing in advance, but that just opens up another ball of wax because if his editor wanted him to not let Goku die, then why would he have waited until he, you know, went through with chapter 328 (laughs) to tell him, like, oh, by the way, you know how you had Goku die? Yeah, don't do that. You know, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) He'd tell him in advance. And so, you know, if Toriyama's editor didn't want Goku to die, when he was drawing chapter 328, he would know this. So he'd know he wouldn't be able to let Goku die. And so it's like this kind of, not a paradox, but, you know, people... People point to the chapter and say, you know, like, there's no possible way Goku could have escaped, so logically, Toriyama must have meant for him to die. But, if editorial interference were involved, then when he was drawing that, he knew it couldn't be the end, so, you know, it doesn't hold up. Like, it's logically impossible that Toriyama wouldn't have known that Goku was going to survive when drawing that so you can't use the hopelessness of the situation <laughs> to prove that he, he wasn't intended to survive
0: it doesn't make any sense but in a roundabout way it kind of does
2: and yeah you know you can say this for the Frieza arc as a whole too you know people say you know the Frieza arc it just feels like the end right you know everything's wrapping up up to that point but the same thing applies because fans seem to assume that Toram was just phoned at the last minute and said oh you're going to continue the series for another few years is that okay after the tail end of the Frieza arc but that, you know, that's absurd because the popularity, if he was forced to continue due to the popularity, the popularity didn't develop at the last minute. He would have known long before the Frieza arc got until the final section that he would have, that, you know, that he would have have to continue. He'd know while drawing this stuff that it wouldn't be the end. And so... You know, as we saw before, with, uh, with the end of the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai, how yeah, that ending, the ending of that storyline, seems to wrap everything up to that point pretty well, but we know he didn't intend it to be the end.
0: Right. So he's done this kind of thing before where you might think it feels like an end, but it's not.
2: And then, you know, ironically enough, when he did end the series, you know, with the 28th Tenkechi Budokai, he notes in the introduction to Tonkobun volume 42 that he purposely made it seem like the story could still continue. Ah. So when not ending the series, he made it seem like it was going to end. And when actually ending the series, he made it seem like it wasn't going to end.
0: How deliciously evil of him.
2: (laughs) That is so Toriyama, just screwing with people. Hard to predict what he's thinking. Right. And then this um, also kind of ties into, well, you know, people say, oh, it's so so implausible that Goku survived, but as we've seen, Toriyama's not planning it ahead, so it would make more sense to say that if things, you know, if crazy plot twists are happening, then that would probably, it's probably a sign that he's writing the way he wants to, you know, just at random, like, okay, this should happen.
0: (laughs) The, The crazier it is, the more he's enjoying it and having fun with it.
2: I keep saying ironically, but probably not using that word correctly, but I'm going to use it anyway. That's fine. But ironically ironically enough, uh, there's a few instances where we know that Toriyama's editors did kind of mess with him and say, oh, no, this is crap. you got to do this. And when he did that, one of the instances, we're getting ahead of ourselves again, but the major instance of this is in the Android saga where it's, you know, originally 19 and 20 were going to be the villains. And then he was forced to bring in 17 and 18, then forced to bring in Cell then have Cell become his second form, then his final form. And, you know, we know for a fact, you know, shut long times, number two interview, that that's what happened. That was all editorial interference. But fans generally don't point to that as being, you know, implausible or rushed for the most part. I mean, there's the thing where Trunks warns Goku about 19 and 20 and then later he's like, who the hell are 19 and 20? Right, right. You know, stuff like that. But for the most part, it plays out pretty well. And the reason for that is that the editors know in advance what is going to do so they can get him to Change before he digs the hole too deep, right. so to okay. speak. I should note again that um, actually there are some signs that Toriyama might have been planning this you know Goku's escape in advance and when I say in advance I mean a week in advance <laughs>
0: right within the same chapter even
2: yeah which as we've seen is kind of his lim- lower limit for planning and so you know in the 328 when Goku's going to freeze a ship you can actually see the Genyu space pods nearby if you look closely he went out of his way to draw that detail so we know he had that in mind okay and of course that's how Goku does escape and then and also I should bring up, you know, with your manga review of Awesomeness. In episode 182 when you went over this volume with Jeff, and he didn't really think it was that crazy, he said like you asked him if it was a deuce ex machina, he said, well, he wasn't banking on space pods, but he thought it was a legitimate reason for Goku to survive. Gotcha. So, I'm not saying, you know, obviously Jeff's not the Pope of Dragon Ball <laughs> fandom.
0: No, but it's it's that good outside perspective that we like to get, because we are not so entrenched with, what has the rumor been since as long as we've been able to read? So,
2: so I think to... I'm not accusing everyone who believes that it was rushed of being, you know, brainwashed by rumors, but I think...
3: I uh, am. A, I'm saying that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think to a certain extent, people are who predis- have been in the fandom a long time are predisposed to believing his survival is unbelievable just because they've heard it was a last-minute change. Right. And then, a mutant, really strangely enough, another thing that feeds into these rumors is that in the anime, his death is, like, ten times more certain-seeming.
0: Oh, God, I know. With uh, the... This- screaming as it pans out from him
2: yes yeah, so, you know in the manga goku he goes to freeze a ship turns out to be broken and so he's hovering in the air and he says like oh it's gonna explode and he screams uh damn it and then it uh, cuts to Kaiō and Yamcha, and Kaiō says he looks away, which is great. Kaiō's like, "Oh, I can't watch," and Yamcha's <laughs> like, "Oh, don't die!" And then there's the explosion. Two pages devoted to the explosion. We don't see anything of Goku during this time, right? And then that's the you know that's it. And it's interesting that Toriyama actually has Kaiō look away. So there's <laughs> there there's this moment, you know, however briefly, where in fact plausible Goku is, denial um, here. So again, maybe he is planning in advance oh, a week in advance, you know? <laughs> right, right, but in the anime it's totally different where you know after Yamcha says don't die it goes back to Goku and he's still hovering there he's not moving and so the planet explodes we see him enveloped by light right he he kind of fades out still screaming you know uh, the Namekian houses the landscape it all fades out you know we see from afar the planet exploding we still hear him screaming until the end and so in the anime there's you know no real time for him to leave which is really very funny because the anime version came out two months after Goku was revealed to have survived right
0: so the manga had already long established that he's still well
2: you know they knew for a fact when making this episode that he was going to be alive but rather than include more hints of this they include they took out all the hints that were already there they actually made it less plausible Awesome. And it's like, why would, what are they thinking? And, well, I guess we could write them off as just a bunch of idiots, but.
0: <laughs> Which we've been known to do from time to time, so that's but all right.
2: I think part of it is just that they don't think series is aimed at kids. They're writing with kids in mind. <laughs> they don't and, you expect
0: know, this podcast in 2011.
2: Yeah, you know, they're not, kids generally aren't as concerned with continuity and stuff like that as, a, you know, grow, more mature fans are, if that's the right word, but I think what they were going for is that, you know, the more certain it seems that Goku's dead, the more amazing it is when he's alive. And so they don't really expect people to think about it that hard. You know, there was no DVD release in Japan until the Dragon Boxes. You no, know, there's no home release of the series. There was no way anyone could re watch these scenes. You know, if you watch obviously when you watch the scene in the anime where it reveals how he escaped, it doesn't fit at all. No but, You know there's it doesn't. No, unless you taped all the episodes and rewatched them, there's no way you could actually verify that in japan for a decade awesome and so i think that i think they're kind of banking on just no one caring or having any way to check and just being like oh wow i you know that's the most amazing it's amazing that he's alive after being there as the planet exploded or
0: well to wrap up the section on goku was supposed to die your points here are great goku could have been brought back if they really wanted to and even if he did die and stay dead well that happens a story arc later and it keeps going
2: yeah krillin dies he flat out dies second time and he's alive again by the end of chapter 329 even if they did have goku die if toriyama wanted to keep goku in the series uh, unexpectedly he wouldn't have to have gone through all the trouble of having him survive the explosion on namik not you know he had other options right and then as we're kind of see we're once again getting ahead of ourselves but you know the evidence shows that Goku, uh, toriyama at the end of the cell arc he wasn't planning on having goku come back but uh, he, obviously the series didn't end then and there. Right. So, you know, he tried to have Gohan be the hero. There's no evidence that Toriyama wanted to have Goku die during the Freeze arc, but it'd be kind of interesting to think about if he did have Goku die, and then in, so Gohan would take his place even earlier. Maybe this is being, me being mean, but it seems like a lot of these rumors almost kind of assume... Like, they lack imagination. Like, they're in theory, they're all about the possibilities of what could have been, but they seem unable to imagine the series taking... Of all that radical a different shape than what it did like they can imagine goku dying when he s- actually turned out not to but they can't imagine the cell arc being different radically different than what it was with gohan as the hero from the start or things like that right you know they ha- they assume that if goku dies well that's it you know he didn't die so if he did then couldn't be a series
0: the next phrasing we have in here and we're moving on to a different character but kind of the same thing it was that toriyama originally intended frieza To actually die on Namek, but we see him come back later.
2: Yeah, this is the same thing, and this tends to get lumped in with with Goku because Frieza seems to die too, comes back as a cyborg, and people say, "Yeah, that's the same thing. Toriyama didn't know the series gonna, didn't know it was going to continue, so when he found out it did, he's like, oh shit, I'd better bring back Frieza and Goku. But they never explain why Frieza is really necessary for this combo. Like, why would you need Frieza to come back? Mm. I mean, even more so than Goku, it's like, why would... Frieza's not the main character. Right. It seems like his revival, its only real purpose is to set up Trunks and, by extension, the androids. You know, it's like, oh, you could you, you could kill Frieza, but you're scared of these guys? You know, that kind of thing. Right. You know, even if you proved that Toriyama was going to end the series with Frieza, with the Frieza arc, even then, it would seem that the fact that he chose to bring Frieza back wouldn't really be because he was forced to. It would just be like, that's how he figured it was the best way to set up the new villain. Gotcha. But I should say, you know, this still has the same, same arguments you can make of it against it, same as with Goku. You know, Frieza dies, chapter 327, comes back at the end of 329. It's twice as long with Goku. It's two weeks gap. But that's still a really small gap. Especially back in the pre internet days. So and again, you know, so it's unlikely there would be fan outcry that would be fast enough. It's unlikely that if his editor really didn't want him to kill off Frieza that he wouldn't have told him this in advance. And, you know, all that stuff. And it's kinda interesting that you know, there's more evidence for Tau Pai Pai, you know, having been intended to survive than with Frieza, but you never see anyone say like, oh Tau pai Pai that was a terrible change, you know. Right. Editori Toriyama's uh, damn the Toriyama's editors for bringing back Tao Pai Pai. You know, no one thinks anything of it, it's just you know, Tao Pai Pai seems to die, you know, he he gets enveloped in an explosion, not around for seventy five chapters, which is, you know, way longer than Freeze it's a year and a half. He's not around. And then finally he's back. Uh, You know, everyone assumes he's dead. Then he comes back as a cyborg. (laughs) The the parallels with Frieza are really striking. And it was even, you know, when he dies, the first, when he seems to die, it's in volume uh, eight. You know, that's before the 10 volume limit that was Troyama's goal at the time. And so then he comes back after that. So it's like, seems like you can make a pretty good case that, Tal Pai-Pai was supposed to stay dead permanently, but Toriyama, having been forced to continue the series due to its popularity, decided to bring him back as a cyborg.
0: And again, that, that ties in with the Z popularity, and that's where all the focus is, but yeah. when you have the exact parallel so many years earlier, it just kind of gets glossed over.
2: I'm not trying to argue that Tal Pai-Pai that this <laughs> is what happened, <laughs> right, but right. there's just so much more evidence for that than with Frieza, but you never hear about that. Gotcha. Well,
0: here's another character, another one that was supposed to be dead, Toriyama Yama originally intended that Piccolo die from Frieza's attack.
2: Oh, this is my favorite. So this is what I like to call the bad ending. Bad ending. <laughs> more ways than one really okay but, you know it's like a video a video game where there's an, a chrono trigger one ending everyone's alive one everyone's dead probably yeah it's been a while since i played but that's the gist <laughs> of it and so you know it's like multiple endings of a video game this just reminds me if you do everything wrong but so uh, most of the time you hear people say that just goku and frieza was supposed to die but sometimes people will say also that you know when piccolo shot by frieza's little finger beam that he was supposed to actually have died and of course if piccolo dies. Kami, God of Earth, here die, so the Earth's Dragon Balls would vanish, which means they wouldn't have been able to bring back the, to wish back the Namekians, so they'd all stay dead, and so logically the Namekian Dragon Balls would stay, they wouldn't be reactivated, which means that they wouldn't have been able to revive K'in Shinhan or anyone else over at Kaios, and so basically you end up with Gohan being the sole survivor.
0: Your description of the bad ending is so wonderful for this.
2: I mean, this is basically, I mean, this is what people say, and so, you know, I I'm surprised that they haven't worked out a way in these rumors to have Gohan die too yet, but I'm sure they do something.
0: <laughs> give it time, give it time.
2: Yeah, and so anyway, but the really ridiculous thing about this is, you know, Goku says that Piccolo is still alive, barely, but still alive, at the end of chapter 317, which is the very same chapter he shot in, in the first place.
0: <laughs> right, so we're not even talking about a one week delay.
2: Obviously, it couldn't be fan outcry, unless they're psychic. It couldn't have been editor would have, have to have been the laziest person on earth to not contact him before that point. There's no way it could possibly work. Oh, I can't remember how this plays out in the anime. Do you remember if that's the if in the anime if it's the same episode too or I
0: don't think it is because the episode ends episode 95 right after he transforms or no I think he does after he transforms he does say yeah. to Gohan, hurry up Piccolo is still alive and go on hesitates and Goku does that kind of face into the screen hurry up um, before I get mad and lose control Control. so i think because he is, yells at go yeah yeah i think it is even in that
2: same episode you're right it is i was thinking maybe the anime gave that rumor a push again no but i guess no. not
0: <laughs> and you have to wrap it up you have a, another quote from toriyama here that doesn't specifically address this instance but i think it does in kind of a roundabout way
2: yeah kind of i mean that's why i included it in uh tenkobon 10 again volume 10 he's asked you know what's your schedule when drawing the series and so he says first i think of this the, s- the storyline and that be like Two three days, or maybe five minutes, if I'm lucky. Big variation there. And then once, but once he gets the storyline settled, it'll be like 30 minutes from draw each individual page. And so, but what this shows is that you know even Toriyama, the you know the god king of not planning ahead, even he doesn't just draw a page at a time without planning.
0: So he's at least got the one chapter before he sits down to draw yeah, it. Yeah.
2: You know, here think that out. He won't be like, okay, what will I do with this next page? <laughs> uh, maybe he'll be alive. What the hell? There's nothing. I don't know what to say other than that it's really implausible, but people seem to... It gets mentioned more than you'd think.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I definitely see it out there. Well, another green one that's supposed to stay dead, apparently. Toriyama originally intended for Saichiro-sama, the great elder on Namek, to stay dead.
2: And so this is another thing. It's all part of the... This complex of rumors, I guess you could say, where people just point to all this stuff like, oh, this was a bad, this was a crap plot twist. That must have been a change, you know, during this whole uh, end of the Frieza arc. Right. And so the general thrust is that the ending as a whole would have been much darker with no one really coming back to life.
0: Right, the entire civilization being wiped out,
2: which is the arc to be the purpose of the arc to begin with, is to go bring back everyone who died during the Saiyan arc. So it's kind of a, weird that people would think that Toriyama's idea was for even more people to wind up dead than before. <laughs> right, right. But anyway, so people say the Great Elder he dies not from Frieza blowing his head off or anything like the other Namekians, but just of a broken heart, as they say. And so when the uh, you know Kaio and the God of Earth they're talking about all this stuff, like, okay, we've got these Dragon Balls, earth we've got the Earths Dragon Balls, so what can we do with them, make the most out of them? And they, they work out that they can use them if they wish to bring back everyone killed by Frieza and his men, then maybe... The Great Elder will be also be revived because Frieza's actions, you know, by killing all of the Great Elder's children, uh, unnaturally shortened his lifespan, and so he'd be revived for that brief period of time that he had stolen from him indirectly. Right. And so, they, I mean, they say that normally the Dragon Balls can't revive those who have died of natural causes. It's only those who are killed. And so they try this, you know, obviously this is what works. He comes back, the Namekian Dragon Balls come back, and ultimately they, they're able to wish everyone back to life. But uh, fans say, you know, it's completely ridiculous to say that. Oh, you know, he died of a broken heart. Right? <laughs> well, that's not the phrase. Right. not the phrase they use, but you know, it's the gist of it. it's an like, unnaturally shorn lifespan. It's you know, poppycock. No,
0: but whatever. I mean, even when you go back to Kaio and Kami talking with each other, they almost sound so unconvinced themselves as <laughs> they're the ones talking this out that it kind of by extension goes over to the readers and the viewers. Like, yeah, you know what? I don't really buy this either.
2: Even I don't. You know, this is our plan and even we don't buy it right i mean he does say it's like oh it's a long shot but what the hell
0: right well at that point what else do you do so you might as well go for it
2: and so i guess there are two things and the most obvious point is like what i've said before is that it seems like this assumes that if a plot point is bad a plot twist is bad then it must be not toriyama's plan (laughs) right which assumes that toriyama is infallible i mean think about it it's like oh this is bad therefore toriyama must not have planned that therefore everything toriyama plans is good Therefore, he's perfect, which, you know, makes no sense. As we've seen again and again and again, he doesn't plan this out, so you're going to get stuff like this every now and then. This is actually what I wrote when I was writing this whole guide out the first time. That's what I had, and then suddenly I realized, you know, like... When do they ever actually even mention the rule that you can't bring back those who die of natural causes before?
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I looked, and you know, it turns out it's never mentioned before that point. <laughs> before the so Toriyama, the first, the very first chapter of the manga is like you know, Dragon Balls. They can grant any wish, and this is mentioned a few times. You know, they can do anything, and then gradually he starts adding on restrictions only later. And so this is the you know the latest in a series of uh, after the fact. It's like Death Note, you know, after the fact rules. And so we're we're talking over
0: 300 chapters later, Toriyama decides, well, here's a little quasi rule we need to toss into the mix here.
2: And then he breaks it. Immediately, right, right? You know, it's like, our make up this rule and then break it." You know, if he wanted to, he could have just not mentioned it to begin with. <laughs>
0: right, right.
2: But he did for some reason.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Jake: Do you think you can wish away restrictions on the Dragon Ball wishes?
2: I don't know. I'd assume not, but I don't. Know. It's like genies, right? You know, you can't Aladdin. You can't wish, wish for more, more wishes. wishes.
0: Exactly.
3: <sighs> but if only you could.
2: Good contribution, Heath.
3: Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I gotta throw something in every once in a while.
2: And so, you know, if Toriyama want, people say, "Oh, this is a terrible." terrible." terrible plot twist but if Tormio wanted to he could have you know had it all be completely by the book it could have just been like oh can you by the way can you use the dragon balls to wish back those who have died of natural causes yes okay let's move on (laughs) all right let's do it you know there's no reason for all that uncertainty it seems to be there just to add suspense I guess
0: right right well he's quasi good at writing suspense from time to time well I guess that wraps up the uh, the Frieza arc. There's so many things in there. It it kind of starts with that general yep, this is where we wanted to end it. But then you keep breaking it down with all these things that you legitimately see being passed around as intended plot points. And there's just nothing to any single one of them, which is, uh, I don't know, fascinating. Not the surprising. Only well, not surprising, <laughs> but fascinating at the same time. It's kind of a combination right. of the two things.
3: You know, when, when you've been around the fandom for so long, it just becomes, I guess, monotonous. You've just, you've just heard it. And when you see it, you just kind of shrug it off. Right. Or you yell at people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes a combination of the two, which doesn't work, but somehow does yeah. at the same time. We are going to call it quits for right now. This is uh, the intended ending of this podcast episode,
3: if you will. You had planned this out all along, didn't you?
0: <laughs> no, I actually didn't. I planned it out along the way, much like Toriyama would. About, See? I was planning, oh, uh, maybe we'll go for about an hour, but then we went beyond <laughs> that. So I figured we'd either keep going. I wasn't entirely sure. We're going to call it quits right now. We will come back at some point in the near future to cover what is basically the other half of this discussion which is the cell arc and the boo arc of the Dragon Ball manga and what were Toriyama's intended endings or not intended endings what were the rumors what holds no weight whatsoever there's a lot more to cover we will get to it I'm not entirely sure when but it will be within the next couple weeks so Jake we have to thank you for detailing such extensive amounts of information here this is uh uh, this is a hell of a ride to go through.
2: Well, yeah. Ironically enough, it was, when I was writing this, it was kind of the Toriyama thing. I didn't think it was going to be this long. No,
0: no, I know that all too well.
2: Just kept thinking of more things like, oh, yeah, people say this, don't they? And like, oh, this is a good point. I should put that in there. And You know, on and on and on.
0: Jake, thank you for joining us. And I guess we need to extend the thanks over to Heath for, uh, well, you put this stuff together on a page and you sat and listened <laughs> and sometimes you said things.
3: Well, you may not know it because you can't see me but i've been working in photoshop and redoing some of the html on these pages so i've been working while <laughs> all you've right. been talking you've been so that's recipient. my justification
0: fantastic i have been sitting here and drinking beer
3: i have as well all
0: right that's about as much as i can contribute to this right now
3: so basically you and i are worthless and <laughs> we'll just have jake
0: <laughs> yes exactly jake has become our new overlord we should just bow down and be done with it. all right let's call it quits for right now jake we will talk to you at some point soon in the near future we'll go over the cell and the boo arcs
2: okay in the not too distant future somewhere in time and space
0: and we're basically gonna wrap it up right there
1: right releases are a bit wonky right now so we got to kind of gloss over that
0: yeah we'll just pick up in april with whatever the new stuff is because i know i mean let me scroll up a little bit and look at april i think there's some stuff coming out oh and some i think the um kai dvds in japan got pushed back a month too so i gotta kind of relook at april even who knows what's coming out next month I think we're also going to skip over emails this week. We got a bunch of emails in over the last couple of weeks that we haven't had a chance to get to. A lot have been about Kenji Yamamoto, so I want to acknowledge all of those emails that have come in. I know one or two of them I actually incorporated into the feature page. You had some great suggestions and a couple of little notes here and there. So even if we're not reading them on the show, I do want to acknowledge and thank all the folks who have sent in emails about that stuff. Right,
1: so just uh, refer to the feature on the site.
0: That's right. Mary, if people have new questions, comments, all that good stuff, where's it going?
1: So you can email us at podcast at com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. And as for social networking sites, you can find us on Twitter at DieZX and, like you said earlier, Facebook at facebook.com slash DieZX.
0: Those are all the awesome places you can find us. So we're just going to bring it to a close. So it was uh, episode 253. Be back at you with 254 next week. Next week's episode may be delayed a day or so from what the usual schedule is because we're taking a little mini vacation. We'll be out for the weekend. So that'll be kind of nice. We Mm -hmm. need that every once in a while. Yes, we do. Absolutely. We deserve it.
1: (laughs) Yes. My brain needs it for (laughs) for work purposes.
0: Definitely. So uh, continue to send in your questions. Um, Check out all the giant content that we have on the website and we'll be back with you next week i have a couple ideas floating around what we may do next week i think we'll space out the toriyama's intended endings maybe we'll come back to that in two weeks and get something else next week bunch of stuff so many conversations to have so look forward to that
1: i think our new tagline at the end of the show kai may be over but die zx is gonna keep on rolling or keep on trucking
0: love your enthusiasm there
1: it was sarcasm what sarcasm <laughs> No, it wasn't sarcasm at the fact that we do the show, the sarcasm over what you've told me, is that people saying, oh, if Kai's ending, OMG, are, yeah. are you guys going to quit or stop?
0: Right, right. Yes, we will stop. We're done. No. <laughs>
1: Carried right. on this long.
0: So, Mary, thank you for joining me for a little bit here yes. to kind of make the stuff around the topic. My uh, pleasure. Thanks to Julian, who didn't join us here because we're just kind of doing this in late on a Sunday. Hopefully we can catch up with him a little bit next week and get his, uh, his input. We didn't even mention this. Kai is over as of this recording. Right. 97. Done. Oh. Which, uh, well,
1: that's why I'm saying let's the new tagline. Well, Could no, I
0: get that. But I kind of wanted to mention it in the news. I completely forgot. We should throw it in here at the end of the show, at least. Kai is over with episode in the, 97. In Japan, not America. In, right, right. Well, I mean, that's what we focus on. Right, right. Episode 98 was supposed to be the end. Well, but... everything got pushed back
1: <laughs> a week due to the earthquake and tsunami so, coverage. hopefully it'll be a DVD exclusive. Um... I have to imagine the episode exists. Well, that's the thing. It it does
0: seem to have probably been completed. But here's the thing. The TV schedule was updated. Episode 97 was listed as the final episode. Previously, that had been 98 was final. Oh. And when they list that, that's like a very specific thing that they do. When it's listed as the final episode, it is the final episode. Nothing exists after that. Also, you'll notice Dragon Soul was used as an insert song at the very end of the episode. I that, thought
1: it was appropriate, though. Absolutely. But isn't that always? It's show's the over, episode. folks. Well, no. What would really drive the point home is if they ran the ending credits oh, I know. on top of the scenes yeah, yeah. and then not play the ending theme totally. song. Yeah. That would have been like, <gasps> absolutely. oh, snap. It's for real.
0: Yep. Well, there's your news at the end of the episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dom and can't do it at the beginning of the episode. So, Mary, thank you. Julian, off in Japan, thank you. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I will see some of you folks in the room right here. In, I mean, Mary, probably next week for the next episode. And all of you listening right now, uh, I'll definitely see you next week for 254. Dai Zenju EX, com. That's a place for all this stuff. Thanks for listening this week. We will. See you next week. And every single week after that, unless we feel like taking vacations, sometimes we want to do that. And that's okay, too.
1: It is.
2: Da, 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 Do do, 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 da.